Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chop, and with me today is the special Wendy with McGannon Fitness over in Florence, Massachusetts. Wendy, how are you today? I am great. Thanks, Adam. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you. I'm super excited to share your story to our listeners um, all over the world and, you know, kind of how you got started. So with that being said, go ahead and give me like a little snippet, a little snapshot of, you know, how did you get into the industry and, you know, what was your vision behind everything? Well, when I got into the industry, before I got into the industry, I should say I was working a desk job and lived with chronic pain and really didn't have any sense of how I was going to get out of that. Hated my job. It was a good job, but I hated it. I hated sitting at a desk. So I'd go out on my lunch break every day and walk or jog and think about this coffee cup that I had in front of me that said, what would you attempt to do if you knew you couldn't fail? And within a matter of months, I came up with, I wanted to learn how to fix my chronic pain because the chiropractic, the massage, the, um, you know, all the body work, acupuncture that I was getting done, I would wreck within an hour of leaving my session. And I'm spending hundreds of dollars trying to eliminate my pain and knew that I had to get away from the desk and I had to learn how to strengthen my muscles that were weak and stretch my muscles that were tight. And that's what brought me to the idea of becoming a personal trainer. So I did get myself certified. I started my own business out of my house initially and grew from there back in the day when boot camps were big. Started with boot camps, a few clients, and eventually left my desk job and then started this full time and love it. Haven't looked back since. No, not once. <laughs> I love to hear that. That's, you know, one of these days that's going to be, you know, my bucket list is to, you know, be my own. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I love the fact that, you know, you even started out of your own house and now you're full-time and you got your, you know, your facility up and running. Absolutely. Yeah. It's great. Yes. Um, so with McGann and fitness, um, kind of tell our listeners exactly like if they were to come to you, what services do you offer? You know, what's your, your modality behind it? You know, like what's your, your education behind how you're going to train them? And, you know, like I said, what's, what's the services that you offer? Most of the services that I offer right now are private, semi-private and a little, a few, um, I've got one left actually, small group training. And when, when COVID hit, I had that break of a couple of months not seeing anybody and then started trickling back into online and then half of my clients are still online. The other half are in person, but it's really learning how to strengthen their bodies so that they can live their lives. What they do in my training session with them is important, but what they do outside of my training session is more important. So it's a lot of functional training, not only strengthening their core, but teaching them how to use their core. Because when I was studying to become a trainer, I had no core strength. I sat at a desk. I was just like an average, not slovenly person, but you know, I exercised, I ran, I did some weightlifting, but I didn't really know how to use my body right. And I went to two different trainers when I was studying to become a trainer and it left both sessions in, you know, a period of six, three, six months 
with back pain because they never told me how to use use my core. So I'm using my low back and I'm, I'm chronic pain again after a training session. So that those were two of the best things that happened to me as those two trainers because it helped me teach my people how to strengthen their bodies and stretch to keep themselves safe and pain-free so they can live their lives. That's so great to hear. And I honestly, you know, just from like, you know, my stories too, like I have... I'll like go to my gym and work out and I'll see, I'll just kind of like look over the other trainers there. And I'm like, yeah. And like, I'll just like have my own opinions. And I keep it to myself, but it's just like, you know, if, if everybody had the true passion to like actually help people versus like, okay, client after client, mm-hmm. after client, after client, like, Oh, here's my paycheck. Cool. You know, like so many times, like you're not applying the, 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 the biomechanics of the body of, you know, you have pelvis tilt, you have, over and underacting muscles, you know, you have cross body, you know, there's all these different things that, you know, people either just neglect, or they just don't see because they're too busy, like, okay, give me 10 reps, and then they'll go look at their phone, or then they'll do this or do this. And uh, so it's, it's great to hear that you're taking your own experiences. And you're like, listen, you got to activate the flipping core. Okay, you know, what I'm saying like, the core is like the trunk of your body, like that's, you tighten that everything else kind of falls into place a little bit, you know, give or take some, some anchor points, but absolutely no, love it. So inside your facility, you know, how many members are you currently servicing? I see about 30 people. I've got about 30 ish, a little over that members right now. And, um, I scaled way back. I was working 12 hour days, five, six days a week and was almost, it was kind of getting to that burnout place. And so I backed off a bit, um, did convert my when our kids grew up, I converted my lease space into our home space and have three amazing studio spaces within our home that are much nicer than our lease space. And um, I started a blog about a year ago, which is this women aging better site that is basically the broken record conversations that I'm having with my clients. So I've got 30 people and it's like, I'm saying the same things over and over again. And it felt wrong not to be able to get that information out to more women, I focus on women because that's the majority of the clients that I see are postmenopausal women. Okay. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's great to be able to get that more information to more people. Yeah. You're, you're delivering your, your, your passion throughout this blog and, you know, reaching more people, which could potentially lead to, you know, more and more Um, with the clientele that you see, Mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned obviously like mainly women, postmenopausal, things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, when, When they come to you, what's like their, their biggest like goal that they want to achieve, like weight loss, like you said, like strengthening the core that like, what's like the most common that you see um, when they come through your door? Well, part of why I named that, that um, blog women aging better is because that's what they want to do. They want to age better. They want to be able to stay mobile. They want to live their lives. They don't want to be restricted. They don't want to worry about falling or breaking a, a hip. Um, they want to be able to travel. They want to play with their grandkids. They want to have energy. So we focus on, you know, the, the three components of optimal fitness, which is strength, cardio, and flexibility. So they're getting that in every session, unless they're doing a lot of cardio on their own. And then I focus more on the strength and flexibility with them in the sessions so that they can live their lives better and longer and healthier and stronger and not right. worry. And that, uh, that missing component or that, that, that not quite exercise component, you know, compared to what they're doing outside of your facility. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you mentioned you have three spaces, right? Inside of your home and then a lease space. 
No, no, I got rid of the lease space okay, when it. our kids grew up. We transitioned the spaces in our house to um, accommodate seeing clients here. Got it. And so the three spaces, like roughly like how big is each space, like square footage wise? Like what would you say like you're, you train in a capacity at? Uh, a total of about a thousand square feet. So the, there's an office space where I do consulting, nutrition, coaching. It's got a couple of pieces of cardio in it. And, um, I'll, I'll do some band related stuff attached to my treadmill, but the other two spaces are, um, it was a big dining room space where, where I used to run my classes when I had them and I could fit about, you know, 10, 12 people into it. And, um, the downstairs space that we created is nice because it's got the battle ropes, it's got the TRX, the, you know, the fun toys, the punching bag, the yes. medicine ball slams, all that stuff I can't do on a hardwood floor with matting over it because it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's nice. um, cool. Talk to me about your programming. So obviously you said women aging better you know, mm -hmm. they come up for, you know, the cardio, the strength, the flexibility, like the, you know, the areas of optimization, mm -hmm. um, kind of walk our listeners through, like when they come in, what would like a typical program look like for, you know, somebody that's, you know, looking to lose, you know, 20 to 30 pounds and they just want everything to feel better. Like, you know, they wake up, they're not, you know, like, Oh, I have a kink here or I have a kink here. Kind of like, what's that program look like for, for your clientele? Well, if somebody comes in really wanting to lose the weight, I encourage them to do the nutrition coaching component with me also, because I have had clients that will do everything with the, you know, the, the exercise component, but they won't change their eating and the weight's not going to come off. I mean, if they're, if they're just eating crap. So the a typical training session, assuming it's just a generic client, they're always going to start with a dynamic warm up, a moving warm up stretch, and they're going to do a variety of, um, you know, different strength training exercises. Um, some it's it's kind of a hit hit workouts with my people, even though they're in their sixties, seventies, and some of them are, are in their eighties. So mm -hmm. a, a 50, 60 year old hit workout is going to be pretty different than an 80 year old, but I'm still going to make that, that 80 year old do it. You know, it might be some slow BOSU stepping for her or even doing some, you know, a, a multi, you know, doing some lunges with some bicep curls, for example, which is going to get her heart rate up a lot faster. Um, and, you know, then an active recovery, and then she's going to do something else that's a little bit harder for her. But if they're really looking to lose the weight too, I, I strongly encourage them to, you know, do the, the food tracking. Um, we do body composition testing with them and take pictures and really try to keep them on track with both nutrition and the fitness piece, because I think both are essential. Absolutely. hundred percent. Like it's like you do one and then the other one falls behind or like you're increasing your overall activity, you know, your mm -hmm. steps, your calorie burn, and, you know, the, the simple science is calories in, calories out, right? And it's like, what kind of those, what kind of calories are going in that is going to help right. develop in the shape of the body, you know? Exactly. Um, so with your nutrition consultation, do you, is obviously every program or every um, meal is going to look different for, you know, typical people. Do you do like, like six week nutrition programs or like, you know, month programs, like how, how does like that tie into, you know, what you're doing on the ex exercise side of things? 
Well, I had been certified through Precision Nutrition, which was more of a sports-based nutrition program, and I let that slide a couple years ago. So I'm not really doing any um, specific month-to-month kind of programs. Um, it sort of has become more informal. We talk either in the beginning of a session or the end of a session, or if they're doing something where they're stretching and they can focus on two things at once, which a lot of people can't do, <laughs> we might talk about some of that, but it's more spending part of the beginning of a session going over food logs or and then getting into their training session if they're not doing specific nutrition coaching with me so i kind of roll it into their personal training session got it um and then y'all just out of curiosity do you have plans to kind of revisit like a more prominent like nutrition you know program certification or something that allows you to be able to do more or is it kind of just like you're comfortable with, you know, giving like that, that informalness and saying, hey, look, X, Y, and Z? I think over the years, I've just read and, and I'm and constantly reading so much information, so many magazines, so many journal articles that no, I'm not looking to get into another formal nutrition program. Um, I'm actually at the point where I, I work my 25, 30 hours a week with my fitness and nutrition combined clients. And the rest of my time is really go, going towards growing the second business, which is the Women Aging Better site. And then bringing that into you know a YouTube channel where I can make more videos and exercise um, support for people outside of their training time. Because a lot of people will come in and they'll do their routine and and they'll leave. They want to be able to do their, their workouts at home, but they're like, what, what was that exercise that she gave me on the sheet? What does that mean? Even though I've taken pictures for them while they're doing the movement and they still can't quite put it together. So click a YouTube video that's 30 seconds or less, so then they know what they're doing. So, And it's always there. Right. That's really cool. Let's tie that in a little bit um, and talk kind of like, bigger picture into the business. I know you just touched on, you know, you want to grow the women aging and everything, but like, what is, you know, big picture for Wendy, you know, whether it's, you know, from your PT um, to, you know, the blogging, like what, like overall, like three to five years, or maybe even the next one to three years, like what's kind of like the big picture, ultimate vision goal for you in this, you know, what you're doing currently. I want to be able to reach more people. I want to really grow the Women Aging Better blog into a, something that I can then create um, online courses for people to help them live pain-free, more um, confidence in their lives. So, so teaching courses like how to improve balance pretty easily because there's some basic things that people can do anytime that can improve their balance. If they improve their balance and their confidence, they don't have the, the, the fear that they're gonna fall. They're gonna keep moving. They're gonna be able to keep living their lives. People live with back pain all the time. How do you avoid that? There's, there's easy things you can do to avoid back pain, but I'm seeing 30 people a week. I'm helping those people to, to improve their balance and they definitely do as they age. They definitely don't have back pain, but I wanna, I wanna reach way bigger numbers of people to help them to be able to live better and not be afraid to move want them to keep moving to be able to do what they want yeah it, and i feel like you know as as everybody ages you know whatever category you fall into you know 30s 40s 50s 60s whatever yeah. you know the 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 more you stop moving it's like we're not in high school anymore we're not in college we're not yeah like running and playing the sports and the playgrounds and like all this stuff so like your body starts to change and like your muscles start to heart you know like all the things that we know happens and it's like oh i twisted one way and i 
you know, misalign my back. And it's like, well, why is that? Well, yeah, pickleball is the big thing too. I started playing pickleball this past year and I'm running into and hearing stories all the time of these people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s who mm -hmm. are at a, a training just to learn how to play pickleball and they're breaking a wrist. I just had a consult with a woman who six months ago still is like not moving her wrist, um, you know, or break a hip in a in a training session. They're not even playing pickleball. They're learning how to play pickleball. Uh, so, yeah, I want them to be able to play and not hurt themselves because it's yeah. fun. It's it's Pickleball, I, we, uh, my fiance and I, we live in Florida and, uh, we got a pickleball set. I haven't used it, but it was so like massive in Florida. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. You're in an area where you can really play. And I see a lot of young people playing it too. It's not just the old people. No, not at all. Yep. I think it's, it's, uh, it's going to be one of those like TV shows you're going to see where it's like pickleball championships, you know, it's, well, they're already doing it. <laughs> oh, oh man. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm behind the times then <laughs> how much I watch TV. Um, well, when you with, you know, the blog, which I think is absolutely amazing, you know, wanting to be able to like reach so many people, you know, mm -hmm. internet and virtually and things like that. What would it take for you to, you know, either obviously continue your PT, but allow you to step back, focus more on the blog. Like, what does that picture look like? What, what things have to be put in place? What things have to happen for you to like, okay, I'm going to run with this but still be able to maintain what you're already doing. Well, I think I'm actually doing a pretty good balancing act of that um, because I have cut the training back to the four days. So I have afternoons on, you know, mid to late afternoons on Tuesdays and Thursdays where I can do the writing and the, the work that has to happen to connect with people doing joint ventures and other ways to you know, grow my list, which is one of the things that I met with a marketing per marketing person as a fitness business person. And I never understood what she was saying when she was always like, grow the list, grow the list, do the marketing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just so into the, like, I think many trainers into the training mm -hmm. that I didn't pay attention to that. And I neglected it. And we meet with hundreds of people as trainers as you know there's the there's a lot of retention but there's a lot of i did boot camps for years there's hundreds of people that i could have had on my list and and didn't so it's it's really about taking the time creating the systems to write every day you know or at least five days a week if i have two busy days it's um connecting with other people doing similar things where we can both help each other um, and, and creating the, the online courses and, and getting them out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you touched on marketing a little bit, which is going to lead me to my next question for mm -hmm. you. You know, what would you say is, you know, working the best for you in marketing? And then I like to play the caveat of, you know, where would you maybe like things to be a little bit better or different when it comes to that? Uh, at this point, I actually have to turn people away sometimes. So I have established enough of a business that, that people just refer word of mouth and they, and I can actually, um, not meet with those people that are the energy suck people that are not committed, that are not ready to work out and, and kind of qualify them and let them know that I will work with them. If these conditions are met, like they really take the, you know, the exercising seriously, they, they, they follow recommendations. Um, when I started the business, it was huge. The the I I didn't know people um, in the industry, so it was like the business networking international, the chamber of commerce kind of things. 
um, connecting. And I did make some great connections through those. They, they were a lot of time and energy, but um, they were also super helpful, you know, having that power team and probably the, the best source of um, marketing for me was I had done, I was doing these lead box things to kind of get names to grow my list. And in the process, I was connecting with chiropractors, massage people. And I connected with an amazing chiropractor who needed a good personal trainer that she trusted. So she, to her credit, interviewed me, asked what my philosophy was, what I was doing. And then I couldn't keep up with the referrals that she would send my way because she needed people to support the adjustments she was doing, you know, support the strength that they needed or were lacking, st uh, stretching and help them to, you know, stay in good condition after their adjustments. That sounds like a solid uh, referral source. Oh, yeah. Um, it's always going to make those connections with, you know, chiropractors, doctors, offices, like people yeah. align, obviously the same with you, not just you know, Hey, I got this person here, check them out, whatever, you know, it's, it's like, it's like that good community building. Absolutely. With that. Um, now, obviously, you know, you mentioned, you know, you're turning people away. Um, have you ever had a thought or did you ever want to, you know, do more expansion with your, you know, PT, obviously the blog is coming up, but like, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, walk me through that scenario, you know, was there a time where like, Oh, you know, I want to bring on two, three, four more trainers, you know, I'm going to step back even further or, you know, like, what's that look like? I did actually do that in the middle section of my, in, uh, since 2008 to now, now when I had my least space, I did take on two different trainers and I had another person I was working, helping me out in the office and um, it was fine. It was good, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't really where, where I wanted to go. It was more managing people versus, running the bigger classes and training people, which is what is my passion, what I love to yeah. do. Yeah. Sometimes you get too many people and it's like, you know, you're still doing what you love, but then it's like, now you have to handle the other component as well. Right. Um, with you mentioned uh, retention earlier as well, you know, how is your retention? You know, obviously you said you're turning people away. Like, do you have long, long standing clients Oh yeah. I have people that have worked with me since I was in the garage of my first house. Um, some of them have gone away and they've come back. Um, and I encourage people, I teach them what they need to do to go off and do it on their own. But a lot of them don't want to, they just want the accountability. They want to show up. So it gets a little bit boring with some of the, those kind of people. I mean, I definitely change up their routines. We, we work out differently, but they don't want to do it on their own. They want to, have somebody where they somewhere they have to show up somebody's going to just do the thinking for them and then they can just work hard and be done yeah it's it's fun because it's almost like some of those people become like your friends and it's like yeah absolutely oh, Wendy, like five years and like hey like and it's like okay like we're still here to work we're still here to do the things you know yep. hit me up on the weekend you know whatever yep um yeah that it's you know you, we always have those clients um but it's good to know that you know, your, the, the, the systems that you're implementing and things you're doing, you know, people are, Hey, like, I just, I just need that accountability. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of that comes down to why most people, you know, reach out for trainers or coaches and things like that, because either they completely don't know what to do and they're like, I need help, or they do have a basic understanding, but they're not holding themselves accountable, which is where obviously the coaches and the trainers come into play. 
Yeah, there was one point in my lease space that within a three mile radius, there were five fitness studios, two within the plaza that I was in. And we all stayed in business just fine because we all did something slightly differently. And people wanted to be held accountable. They wanted the different training types that were offered. So there wasn't, there wasn't too much like bottlenecking between y'all. No, it was, it was kind of amazing. Yeah, that's that's very, I almost feel very unheard of because everybody does offer something a little different. And it's like, well, I want them to stay with me, but like there's this place right down the road, two minutes. And so it's like, you know, people are probably checking each place out, seeing, you know, where they want Absolutely. to go. Yeah, when I did consultations, I would tell them about the other places too, because I wanted my clients to know to go where it was going to best meet their needs. So whether it was a 24-hour fitness place or, a, you know, one of the, the group fitness places where they're running the same class over and over throughout the day or private training or small group training, whatever it was, I, I talked to them about it all. Yeah, and that's good because it, it, I think it shows, you know, integrity. You know, you're, you're saying, hey, look, there's this place, you know, if it's, you know, something, you know, you're interested in like, Hey, look, no, no bad feelings, no burn bridges, stuff like that. And Absolutely. I feel like people respect that too, a little bit more versus like, Oh, don't go there. Don't go there. Like they're bad juju. Yeah. You know, I, we, we've all met like, you know, some of those people that are yep. you know, kind of go through that, but you know, it is what it is. Um, well, Wendy, a uh, couple other questions here for you. I always like to ask this for our listeners, and it seems like, you know, in a perfect world, you have lots of things firing on all cylinders for you and everything, which is amazing. But if there was that one thing, you know, and like, I know you said the blog, but if there's a one thing where like, you know, man, like it's good, but this could be better. What would that like bottom, like, what would that one hiccup be for you? Well, one of the places that I've always struggled is the backend products that people need desperately that I'm always referring them to, um, you know, whether it be foam rollers or, or nutrition products or whatever it is, I there's, I'm sending them out there and I am, um, they're buying them. And I've never, I've always been that skipped step. I do a little bit better now, but I've always been terrible at, at that. And I think that's so important for, for gym people. We work so hard and, we help people get what they need and it would be, it's even easier for the people when we already have it or when we're an affiliate person that can get it for them right away. Um, and I've always been terrible at that. That would be, that would be a, a great thing for me to be better at, but you know, it's been how many years now? I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> hey, you never know. There's always a first for everything. That's true. I, uh, I had another owner that was his first time on, uh, on zoom and it was been in business 15 years. I'm like, Hey, First for everything, right? Yeah, great. Um, no, but it, the the access to like, you know, fitness equipment or supplements, I think is beneficial because there are people that are like, I don't get enough protein on my diet or yeah. I'm always on the go or, you know, like sometimes I just get these knots in my back and it's like, oh, boom, here you go. So being able to have the resources, you know, always valuable, whether it be, you know, something that's as simple as like, hey, here's this website, check it out. Or, hey, like right here, I have this, you know. Yeah, and quality products versus just like generically anything. Yeah, you're you're uh, you know, you're uh, products you can buy off the internet and whatnot, and you know we won't say yep. names, but yep, <laughs> then, uh, we don't have to. <laughs> uh, always called it over quantity. Yep. Um. Well, Wendy, um, it's been great so far. I like to ask this question as well for our listeners. 
And it kind of gives them, you know, maybe some, some insights, some hopes some vision, you know, or some nuggets that they can take with them. Um, for those that are out there listening, you know, in your journey, you know, is, uh, you know, in training and, you know, you're doing the blog and things like this, what would be a valuable advice in your eyes to the people out there that are wanting to be in their own position of employment? Like they're their own boss, they're doing, you know, the fitness or, you know, wanting to do content online, or, you know, they want to help with, you know, equipment or supplements or whatever the case is, what kind of, you know, uh, wisdom would you share to the world for those of us that are listening right now? I think the biggest thing that any gym owner, personal training, training studio owner needs to really think about is their clients over. It's not what we want to do. It's what our clients need and want. And really thinking about that in anything that we do. It's always, you know, my question that I ask myself when I'm doing anything is why should they care if I'm creating something for someone? Why, how is it going to help them? How is it going to benefit them? Really? Why should they care? Why do they care? It's about the people that we're training and taking care of. Um, I've seen a lot of gym people fail in this area because they just have this idea of what they want to do, whether or not people want it. It's like, what do people want? What do they need? And how can we give them the best service possible? Whatever it is that we're doing. It's always about our clients. It's, uh, it's the, the sometimes unspoken truth. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Well, that's a great answer, Wendy. And uh, I do. Can I say one more thing, Adam? Absolutely. If you have a marketing person, which I would highly recommend, listen to them from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> because nurturing our people just feels so important. That's it's such a great way to give back to them because I think when we're doing our jobs really well, we have both retention, but we also ha have the, the people that we've trained and they have gone off and they fly, fly, they're leaving the nest. They are able to do their workouts without us and then continuing to give them value, even though they're not paying customers anymore is just such a great gift both ways to them and when we have something else to offer of value to them that's mutual they give back to us through financial payment when we're giving them a set excellent value as well agreed and i think that comes back to the point where you know you treat them with such nurture and care and you know, give them results that they're looking for and you know they remain loyal they're gonna bring people to you Mm -hmm. and or you know maybe they'll come back and just be like hey look i fell off the wagon and you know you were the only one that helped me stay there absolutely that definitely happens so it's always good to make those friendships um well wendy it's been great having a conversation with you one last thing that i want to do for our listeners is you know for everybody listening out there how can they get a hold of you for example if they wanted to come check you out see your place your blog things like that how can they reach you uh the blog is womenagingbetter.com and my fitness studio is mcgannonfitness.com. And because I haven't been doing a huge amount with the fitness studio at this point, my website, I will confess, is a bit out of date. But um, like I said, also, the, the womenagingbetter.com is the, the big place where I'm really trying to help more of the people. So that's the place that, that there's a lot of information. I'm working on a YouTube channel that's going to connect to it all. So there's only a couple of videos up on that. So it's not even worth mentioning at this point. But um, yeah, I'd say, you know, go to the blog. I'm going to connect. They'll all be connected and 
there's a lot of great resources for people in the, you know, between fitness and fun, nutrition and my stress relief and mindfulness. Those are the three big strands that I put out information every week. All those little nuggets. Oh yeah. Always. Awesome. Wendy. Well, for everybody listening out there, um, you heard from Wendy herself, you know, she's got all that information up there on the site. Um, definitely go check her out. And for anybody else that would like to be on our show, um, feel free to type in your information in the link below and we'll be reaching out to you and we'll get you on the show. But until then, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Launch Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on this show is Susan from All Day Fitness. Hey, Susan, what's going on? How are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we're really excited to have you on the show. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at All Day Fitness, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. So our gym is All Day Fitness. We were formerly All Day CrossFit, um, but we dropped CrossFit maybe five years before like the Greg Glassman stuff kind of blew up. So it had nothing to do with that. Um, but CrossFit scared a lot of people into coming in. And so when we changed the name to fitness, um, we ended up getting a lot more people who said they would normally never try CrossFit and they would come in and be like, oh my God, I didn't know it was a CrossFit. And I'm like, <laughs> you're good. Like, let me show you why you're good. And so um, basically our gym model is a you know, high intensity functional fitness, uh, every day with a warm up, some either core or skill work, um, weightlifting of some sort, and then something to get your heart rate up. That's how I describe it to anyone who's new who walks in. And of course, everything is modifiable to you, um, your history, your current injuries, whatever you're going through. Um, everything is modifiable to you individualized while you're still participating with a community of other people. What made me, yeah, I I mean, personally, I love it, but I'm a little biased. Um, But what made me want to kind of get into this is I have been athletic forever, um, had a 20 some year soccer career, finished out um, playing division two soccer in college. Um, And then after that, I was a marketing and social media marketing major. And I learned a lot there. Um, But in one of my internships, I sat at a desk for five hours straight. And I hated it. And I was like, I can't just sit in a desk. I'm not that person. And so I tried to figure out what I really liked and it was fitness. Um, and I ended up my first job out of college was working for a company called Trodo. And they were, that company was a basically, you know, a CrossFit style class, but it was within a factory um, mm-hmm. on the west side of Chicago. It was a two city block factory. It's massive. Um, and they made seats for plane trains and automobiles. So you probably sat on one of their seats. 
Um, but in the Trodo company, it was just me and my boss and, uh, you know, woman owned company. It was really cool to see how she hustled and, um, how she brought her business to life. And I was like, I could do that. I would love to do that. And like one day own my own thing, but obviously it takes time. But, um, basically that concept was these, uh, you know, the higher ups and the line workers would come down for a 45 minute class. Mm -hmm. Then they spend the next 15 minutes to shower, change, eat, and go right back to work. So you've got like the COO working with like a minimum wage line worker and, you know, doing things next to each other that they're both working extremely hard, but it was cool to kind of bridge that like socioeconomic gap, at least for 45 minutes, um, you know, and they each could learn a little bit about each other. And I think that that helped that company thrive. But, um, you know, after that, uh, Chicago was too cold. So I moved down to Houston and ended up getting a uh, full-time position as an operations manager down here in Houston. Very nice. Yeah. So you've been an entrepreneur for how many years now? Man, four? Since, four well, years. Kind of. So I started running, um, I started running All Day Fitness in 2018. And um, we had an owner, but he basically was like, hey, I've got two kids, run this thing how you think it should be run. And I was like, great. And so when people would come in, they're like, are you the owner? And I was like, not technically, but I'm going to run it like I, like I am. And so kind of since 2018, um, but officially uh, since November of 2022. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you very much. So my first question for you is going to be about like two skills. If you could choose two skills and two skills only, to go off of for the rest of your business career, when it comes to like growing and creating a profitable business, what would those two skills be and why? That is a great question. And uh, surprisingly, I had two right off the bat. Number one is um, personability. Uh, I think that if you're going to be heavily involved in your business, A, you need to be able to connect with uh, your staff, all of your staff, whether that's if you have co-owners, if you have, um, you know, other coaches or people that you're managing, and then down to the people who pay your rent. Um, can you connect with those members? Do they like you? Do they want to continue to support you? Because if they don't, and you don't have to like everybody, but you know, you should make it a point to get to know these people, um, to understand their goals and how you can best serve them. Because ultimately at the end of the day, like I said, they pay your rent. And then that staff keeps that building going, keeps the lights on. And so if you can't connect with these people and understand their needs, it's a really tough business to stay in. Um, yeah. but that's my first thing. And then second would definitely be organization. Um, I mean, running a business has a million small things. There are some big things, but it is, at least from my experience, it is a million tiny things and you don't want to drop the ball on any of them. And if you do on occasion, it's okay, generally. Um, but the more organized you can be, I think the better your business thrives. And so I, like I said, I have lists on lists on lists and calendar reminders and alarm set just to make sure I don't drop the ball anywhere. Yeah. So when it comes to organization, are you leveraging any systems now? So, yes. I mean, I do use like very broadly, obviously Google Calendar is one of my like systems, but then I also have like our gym software is Tribe. 
Um, and so that definitely keeps me on track as far as like monthly um, statistics, I would say. So revenue expenses, um, you know, how many members, do we gain any members? Do we lose any members? All that stuff kind of keeps me um, on track. So that's a big one. And then I also use uh, lead action, which has saved me a bunch as far as like, as, as far as time is concerned. So when people reach out to us on our website um, and they text that number, they're going to get an automated message that I put together. And then until they actually respond for the first time, they're, they're not going to talk to me yet. So just it kind of like weeds out those people who are just kind of like, Nah, I'll see as opposed to no I'm actually committed I really do want to come in and see you hmm. okay so do you think like without having like systems in place that that would just cause unnecessary problems definitely definitely I mean if you you you, you could do everything like on your own without systems um but you're just making it unnecessarily harder on yourself and there's so many affordable, I mean, for anyone, there are affordable systems out there. I mean, a lot of times that they're free or you'll get like a free month. You just have to know kind of what you're looking for and what you need to know at the end of the day. And there's, there's a system out there for you. I guarantee it. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with you on that one. Systems create more time and freedom, mm -hmm. um, especially when you can automate things. I'm sure they're like, what's the CRM that you said you use? Uh, it was either tribe or lead action. Mm, I think it was tribe. So yeah. with that, like, what are the most important numbers that you are, that you keep an eye on, like over the course of the week and month? Over the week, I'm definitely looking at, um, it, it kind of keeps track of like either free trials or, um, it doesn't keep track of class pass people who come in. Uh, but the free trials for sure to see, are we, do we have anyone new? Do I need to let my staff know who's, you know, coming in and out of there? Hey, can you definitely make sure that they know what promotions we have going on um, and send them the link in order to sign up if they're interested, you know, at least send those things along. But for the month, I'm definitely looking at um, net revenue and mm -hmm. just seeing, monitoring that definitely all the time. And then also letting, um, you know, my co-owners know where we're at, where we stand um, and what we need to do moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk a little, a little bit about marketing. Um, let's say that I were to move to Houston, Texas, like mm -hmm. a month from now, yeah. and I'm looking for exactly what your gym has to offer. Um, how would I know that you guys are out there and exist? We do have, so first and foremost, um, whenever I go somewhere, I always Google, like, uh, you know, wherever I'm going. So like, for example, for us, it would be gyms in Houston Heights. Um, and I do think we're one of the first thing that first gyms that pop up, uh, which is great, but also we have our website. Our website has everything that you need to know about us, um, you know, from a link to drop in or a free trial, um, how much we cost, what our schedule is. It's got everything on there that you need to know, um, who I am, who the other co-owners are, who our coaches are, that everything on our website, I designed myself. And it was stuff that when I go travel, who, like, what do I want to know? Um, what do I want to see our workout of the day is up there. So you don't have mm -hmm. to be like, Hey, I want to drop in, but also like, what's your workout? You know, it's just stuff that you'd want to know. I want to be completely transparent with everybody. Um, so number one, our website is a great place to go. Number two, um, Instagram, if you want to like get a better feel for who we are. Mm -hmm. And then other than that, for us personally, um, we, there are 
maybe seven or eight cross gyms within like a three to five mile radius. There's, I mean, there is a ton of us. So a lot of our stuff personally comes through uh, word of mouth and like any promotions that we run. Um, we also have a Facebook page, but I don't use it as much. Um, it hasn't worked as well for us. Um, we used to do a lot of promotions on there, but those were the people who were just like our revolving door. And for me, okay. I'm like, I want more word of mouth, more like people who are going to stick for the long term. Yeah. So those are, those are a couple of things. And then anytime we have a promotion, we also have partnerships with, um, uh, my fit foods, which is also in the area. And so they said, you know, anytime that we have, you know, some marketing material, um, I have my contact who I reach out to him and let him know what's going on. So if he is able to promote that in his store, um, that's another way for anyone who walks in there. And then we also do, um, I try to do three to four community events a year, or at least are in planning to moving forward. Um, and just as something where like, it doesn't, there's no benefit to us, but we get out there, we say who we are and that we want to also help our community. That's really important. I think that's important. Well, thank you. So you're welcome. Um, I had a question, but it has escaped me for the time being. All good. Just kidding. It came back. So Love my question for you is like for a gym owner that is starting like with zero clients, mm -hmm. um, what would you recommend like focusing on when it comes to marketing? Like at first, when you need to have those people coming in the door? Man, good question. I was lucky enough. I never had to start there. So that, uh, that'll take me a second, but I mean, first and foremost, focus on what you want to bring to the table. So if you don't have an understanding of what your business is, at least for the time being, things will change and it will pivot. But if you don't have an understanding of what your product is, how you want to present it, um, and have people with you that, um, can, if you, if you need people, obviously, because some people are just, you know, doing it solo, which kudos, but um, have the people who also understand your vision as well. Um, mm -hmm. As long as you guys are all on the same page with that, like that's a great start so that no matter who is, um, you know, talking you up, you're all on the exact same page and there's a clear understanding. Um, but I think what I would do is join, um, you know, there's a million Facebook groups out there. Um, I would join different groups like that, letting them know, you know, who you are, what you offer, and then why they should care. Um, and then after that, I would, um, you know, get out there on social media, you know, Instagram's free, Facebook's free, just make it a place for people to go. Um, there's also a lot of resources to make a website, but you want people to have as much access to you as possible um, in any avenue. So like we have a Yelp, we have, um, you know, our Facebook public group, we have a private group, we've got Instagram, like any sort of social media that you can get on, especially because a lot of these things are free. Um, start there. And then I would go to word of mouth. And then I would go to, I mean, again, there are a ton of marketing, like not necessarily firms, so like groups that you can reach out to, especially some who are specifically gym related who can help you. Um, but that can get pricey. And depending on where you're starting, you may not have the revenue to do that. But uh, to recap, know what you're about and what you're offering and why people should care get on any free, you know, social platform that you can explaining who you are and all these things and what you can bring to the table. Um, and then kind of move from there with maybe moving into something where, you know, there's a give and take where you pay someone to help you get your word out there. 
Thank you for that um, very detailed explanation. Appreciate Sorry, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm long-winded. I can't be. It was good. <laughs> so with that being said, like your day-to-day -day as an entrepreneur, what would you say are, I guess, the most important things that you do over the course of your day for your business? Man, to rank the most important things out of all the things. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just top three. Top three. And I would say probably checking the back end stuff so that would be number one so do we have any class passers um you know what do i need from you know member xyz um you know what is who do i need to have a conversation with or get back to like just just checking those systems that i have in place you know making a today's to-do list for myself and then from there uh checking in with my staff who can help me with my to-do list for the day who needs to know xyz um and then from there you know and, and encouraging them also to get those things done and making sure that they followed up um, i have a question i just want to before you move on um how do you feel about like delegating tasks is that something that's hard for you to do it uh i'm glad that you asked uh it has not always been easy and it still isn't easy. I'm not great at delegating. I like to think that I can do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, having a full-time job plus this operations manager owner position, plus like six side hustles, including a little bakery run out of our house. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to delegate and, uh, my husband's really good about that. And we even had, we've, we've had multiple discussions about how it's okay to let go and to trust people and that it will get done. Um, but it's not, it's definitely not easy for me, but it's when I do it and I do it well, um, the freedom it's given me has been very worth it. Um, but yeah, not, not easy, <laughs> not so, easy at all. Okay. So delegation in a way provides like freedom. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're good at delegation and you, and follow up, you, you can crush anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you were on like, you were telling us the top three things yeah. that you, you said back in stuff. Yeah. So checking my own thing, letting the people know who are pertinent to getting those things done. And then I would say number three, um, checking in with a member, a, a member. Um, for us, I don't want to be an owner who people don't know. Um, and I coach four times a week. I coach Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, and I coach Tuesday evening and I'll pop in and out to do my own workouts, um, every now and then, but I probably talk to a different member at, at least one, once a day. Hey, how did your ankle surgery go? Hey, I know that you had this going on. You know, how is that going? It doesn't have to be gym related, but just letting them know that for the one hour that they are in my gym, I you know, it's my job to care about them, but for the other 23, um, I still care about who you are as a person and your goals. And, um, you know, I want you to stick around. Like that's where the personability kind of aspect comes in. I mean, I'm, I'm like that as a person. Um, but I still think it's really important that the members know who is running the place and that they feel comfortable, um, talking to me about anything gym related or not. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. Okay. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the future and the goals that you have for the gym. We were speaking a little bit about this pre-interview, um, but with that being said, like, how do you want your gym to grow? Kind of letting go of 
whatever fears you have, yeah. ideally, if I were a genie and I had a magic wand and I, you got three wishes, like I guess three is my favorite number today. I love it. Um, what would those wishes be? Man, those wishes would be definitely more members. So we're at 60 right now. I think that our gym could handle 200 and we have a 5,000 square foot facility. Um, so there's, there is a ton of room for growth. Um, we would simply just add more classes and, uh, you know, have a blast doing it. Um, but definitely, you know, number one, more members, we get, we could definitely grow in that regard. Um, I think for me personally, it would be, um, sales and kind of marketing strategy. That's not my strong suit. I mean, I'm a marketing and social media marketing major, so I know how to do it. Um, but it can still be uncomfortable in person. Um, but like sales, especially like I know what we have to offer, but uh, getting the word out in the right place at the right time to the right people is not my favorite thing. I'd rather be in the gym, hands-on, you know, doing that. So I think maybe hiring someone who is um, sales focused and mm-hmm. they they love to crush that job and, and incentivizing them to do that job well, uh, that would be probably, that would be up there for sure. And then along those note number three would be um you know social media is huge and i am not even on tiktok but uh i would hire a someone who either loves social media and wants to make it a full-time gig um or someone who is interested in it and is maybe either exploring that in college like a social media aspect of their degree um and having them as an intern or um just some sort of someone who yes. is interested in doing the social stuff, like making videos, doing interviews, having like, that's so cool to see other gyms having um, really high quality um, posts and, you know, like YouTube channels and even podcasts. Um, I, that Those would be my top three things. Like if we, if I had everything come to me, those would be the top three things. All righty. So more members. Um, when working on the sales and networking, not networking, marketing strategy. And then yeah. also you would like to hire a social media manager to take over that stuff. Exactly. So really appreciate your, your transparency there. Um, yeah. one final question that I have for you is if you could go back and give your, yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? Like something that you needed to know, but like you didn't know until you actually got in the arena and started to get experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, no. It's a, it's a great question. Um, you'll be surprised by my initial answer. Uh, I have two things. Number one would be say less, which is shocking because I'm long winded. Um, but I think especially, you know, as a, as a woman owned gym, you already kind of have like an extra layer of, um, almost doubt. Maybe, maybe that might not be the right word, but just an extra, maybe fear, I guess. And like, I don't need to fill, it's taken me a long time to learn that I don't need to fill the silence. It's okay to have silence. It's okay to let other people, um, you know, talk first. Like I don't have to nervously fill that space. Um, And I think that generally I found that men are really good at that. They'll wait, they'll wait for you to talk. They'll wait for you to like fill that gap. And women are just Gabby and we we will do that. Um, So saying, saying less, um, can be more sometimes. And then, um, number two kind of hand in hand would just be knowing your worth and your value and not being afraid to ask for it. Um, you know, so when people ask, what are your rates being like, 
confidently, this is what we have because we believe in our product and I believe in compensating our coaches well. This is what you get for it. And this is what we're asking for it. So, um, you know, not being afraid of those things and asking for it with confidence. All right. That was a mic drop moment. Um, (laughs) Before we wrap things up, uh, tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, You can find us on Instagram at All Day Fitness Houston. And then our website is allday-fit.com. Those would be the two places that I would check out. Um, And feel free to drop by anytime, guys. We'd love to have you. All righty, Susan. Well, really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I'm really excited to see what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. Thank you. Also, you're welcome. To everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you guys. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining us on the show is Perry from Legendary Fitness, located down in Kensington, Maryland. Welcome to the show, Perry. How are you doing today? Hi, Joseph. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing magnificent. Uh, Thank you for hopping on today. I'm pretty excited to learn more about about what you have going on at your gym facility, but before we dive into the fun business stuff why don't you share with our listeners your inspiration you know behind becoming a gym owner sure Um, I was a competitive swimmer through college and also started sort of dabbling in group fitness and nutrition Um, you know fast forward a number of years um, I became a personal trainer and realized that the fitness industry was really geared um women towards sort of like yoga, Pilates, and Zumba, Mm -hmm. and men sort of powerlifting. And there was really not a lot of in-between for women. Mm -hmm. So um, I became a powerlifter, competed for a number of years, and realized that um, a lot of women who came to my group classes were very interested in it. And I took some of the intimidation out of lifting weights more than like eight or 10 pounds. Um, so that led me to open my first studio, which allowed women to learn how to squat, deadlift, bench, and just do general weight training without Mm -hmm. the pressure of men all around them and ask a lot of questions that they 
typically wouldn't ask in a gym facility because of, you know, being embarrassed or whatever it was, you know, we talk a lot about um, sort of pelvic floors and things that just are really more geared towards what people who identify as women. And um, so after teaching classes for a number of years and becoming a personal trainer, I realized there really needed to be a space, um, a bigger space for women online and in person where they could come and spend their time lifting weights and learning how to move. And so that was sort of the beginning of legendary fitness. And I chose legendary because I feel like um, women are legends. You know, we do, not that men aren't, but (laughs) we do everything, right? Like we are the neck that turns the head or the head that turns the neck, however you want to say it. But we are just this really amazing creature that can do so much and care for people and create children. And mm-hmm. um, so that's where legendary comes from. And the space is here for women when they want to come learn about themselves and their bodies. Mm-hmm. Nice. So what would you say is your, your why behind all of this? Um, a lot of it has to do with, I was very lucky to have parents who encouraged me to know who I am and know my body and know myself and the difference between being myself and not just a body. But I don't think that a lot of women of a certain age demographic Mm -hmm. were encouraged to really push themselves or try things that weren't just for women. Um, And so my why was when I saw these women who were coming to my strength training classes and approaching me all the time, um, I wanted to give them that confidence Mm -hmm. to pick up weights that weren't two pounds or three pounds and show them what they were really capable of. And to also realize that the stronger you are physically, you have to then harness that same focus mentally Mm-hmm. So you sort of get past your challenges like, oh, this is a really hard set. When you can breathe through it and get past it, you can do that same thing out in the world, mm-hmm. right? You can apply the same sort of mental capacity that you have in the studio into other areas of your life. Um, and so it's just really inspiring women of all ages and walks of life that they can be strong physically and that can transfer to their mental capacity as well. And mm-hmm. to sort of break out of their comfort zones of, oh, this is how women... This is, this is what is for women, right? But we can do the same things that men do. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and <clears throat> it's very interesting to me because I was recently speaking to my girlfriend about, you know, how, you know, because let's just be real, at a big box gym like Planet Fitness, there's guys, girls, guys yeah. are gotten that girls, other way around. Um, and I was like, you know what would be really good for our area around here? is a men's only gym and a woman's only gym so that they can both do their own things there. Um, and, you know, as a guy, you can also feel uncomfortable too. It's both ways, really. Uh, yeah. It really depends on your mindset. But um, to the business side of things, why don't you give our listeners your elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer to your ladies? Um, so I've actually been really lucky that I haven't had to give a whole lot of elevator pitches. Um my the, the client base sort of 
grew by word of mouth. Um, but what I, when people ask me what I do for a living, um, you know, I, um, first and foremost, I'm a mom, <laughs> but in terms of owning a business, um, I run a personal training studio where women come to learn how to lift weights and learn how to be more functional in life. Um, and to learn how to be more mobile and more agile. And we really take the person's lifestyle Mm-hmm. And we start there and we build their programming from their lifestyle. And then once we build a rapport with them and they're comfortable in the studio and with the equipment, we really start upping the ante in terms of what they're doing. So mm-hmm. they are comfortable in the studio. They're comfortable with us. And then we really start challenging their bodies and um, explaining what we're doing and why we're doing it to them, for them. So you'd be. So it sounds like you offer a personalized approach to each member. Mm-hmm. So um, is that only one-on-one personal training or do you we do have some people? small group classes? We, so when my, my old studio was just completely personal training one-on-one and then opened this studio in December of 2020 and sort of, you know, that was sort of COVID time. And so small group had to stay very small group. Yep. And what we found, what I found in this area is that that's what people want. They want the personal attention. They like the social aspect of having um, other people maybe in the session or the group, Mm -hmm. but they really like learning and they like understanding. And so they don't want to have 25 people in their class. Mm -hmm. Um, So in this area, that has been a, that has really resonated around here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with those, you know, two main services there, the one-on-one personal training and the mm-hmm. smaller kind of semi-private in a way. Uh, how many ladies are you serving right now? 55. 55. Yep. Good. You know your numbers. I like that. <laughs> I'm coming to this. So is... Well, because as a business owner, I have to know how many clients we're bill- billing and how many, you know, You'd what's happening on the accounting side of things. <laughs> right. You'd be surprised. So, there are some gym owners that come on here who have no clue. Oh, about- numbers they have i'm like my goodness are you a business owner (laughs) anyways so 55 members what's the size of your facility it's about a thousand square feet okay so looking into the future let's just say 12 months you know from now or so do you want to increase that membership base or just stay where you're at or slowly bring it up what is that you know what's the what's the growth track look like for you so because of covid there hasn't been a ton of thought into how much do I want to expand? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a number of outside um, support systems who are, you know, we'd like you to open another studio. Um, we would like for you to expand the size of the studio. You know, there's a lot of support and encouragement there. Mm-hmm. Um, as a business owner who works full time as a trainer, and then as a business owner, and also has two little kids, I am not, um I am not you know, running the race to open a, a, you know, a second, third, fourth studio, Mm -hmm. but because we always have such a substantially long wait list of clients who are wanting to come train, it's probably in the near future where um, we would open another studio um, and have another one or two trainers here and Mm -hmm. have another two or three trainers at the other studio. But I really believe in this sort of personalized small group. Mm-hmm. Um, and one-on-one. So it's, it's unlikely that there would be a giant facility or a bigger facility opening. Cause I think this is really effective. 
uh, in terms of helping people succeed and setting them up for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with you there. Like with the smaller group, you're able to give them more attention, like each yeah. client more attention rather than having this humongous group of like, let's just say 20 to 30 people. I'm just like, oh, just do whatever you want. Right, right. Uh, it's yeah, and and you know when I used to work at a bigger gym and I would teach classes and I would I would stop the strength classes and adjust form and talk with people about where you know their shoulder blades or their hips or whatever aspect of their body needed to sort of shift a little bit and I think that that might have frustrated sort of the management mm-hmm. because it was really important to me that people knew how to do it the right way, not necessarily just you know going at it to get as many calories burned or as many, you know, minutes in that class. I wanted it to be the most effective long-term movement for people, for women. So I want to dive into the marketing side of things here. So what do you do for marketing to consistently, you know, generate new interest in the business? Like what has worked really well and wasn't, and what hasn't worked too well so far? Mm-hmm. Um, so as I kind of said before, we've, I have not had to do, I, it's interesting. I have a number of people of clients who are in marketing and who are, you know, really jazzed about me that I'm actually, that I am doing this podcast and I just did a news interview recently. You know, they're really excited that I'm starting to branch out into this side of the business. Um, but because the clients have just been sort of word of mouth, Mm -hmm. Um, it's just been a very consistent word of mouth, you know, opportunities for the studio. Mm -hmm. I haven't had to do a lot of marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, if that wasn't the case, if word of mouth wasn't what was working for the studio, what I would do would be really to, um, really hit social media hard, do more interviews you know, maybe think about doing my own podcast um, and just put myself out there more and put the studio out there more. But um, I've been really lucky that I've had to do very minimal marketing in terms of getting clients. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean marketing in terms of just getting the studio sort of quote unquote on the map. Um, But um, I'm saying like marketing, like to get people into the facility. We don't care about people people coming in because that's revenue. That's people to serve. Yeah. I mean, if I were to give advice to other studio owners in terms of how to get people in the door, you know, based off of like where they are, like get to know your fellow businesses that are in the area. Um, Mm -hmm. Do, you know, at least in Kensington, there's a number of little stores that we can do little like events with them where they can get to know us and we get to know their their patrons um i think being a small locally owned business it's really good to get to know the other businesses that are close to you and to do events with them and to get out and know the neighbors like we know all the little business or i know all the little businesses right just that are right around me and like on the other side of the tracks which is legit there's like train tracks that go between like my studio and then like the other side of kensington um know so just getting to know people and then they get you know the other business owners get to know you Mm. and then they market for you you know and um so that's one way that if I wasn't if there wasn't sort of this steady stream of people wanting to come train I would say you know get to know the local other businesses um definitely using social media and creating Mm. like the hashtags that you use over and over again um if you need help with social media, I think it's worth the investment in um, 
finding somebody who is talented in that way. It doesn't have to, you don't have to necessarily hire someone, but there are many young people who are looking to um, sort of get their feet wet in terms of marketing and, you know, going to your local university and finding someone who is, mark or you know, um, uh, majoring in advertising and marketing and having an intern for a little while, because that's a great use of both of your time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that would be, those would be the first two places I would start if we were really looking to get people in the door. Yeah, so mainly building up those relationships, aka word of mouth, which every, you know, business owner loves word of mouth, we all do, let's just be right. real. Um, and I also was, think yeah, too- just qualified. Um, but with your experience with the word of mouth, you know, on average, what is like an average month look like in terms of like signups? Well, um, an average month in terms of sign. Up. Well, I mean, sometimes we go, you know, three, four, five months with no one signing up because we're full client load. Mm. Um, and right now, like we have a 10 person waiting list. Mm. Um, and so, you know, people cycle in for whatever, like I have two clients who in February will cycle out due to pregnancy, due to having babies. I mean, they'll cycle back in. Um, but, um, on average, I have about, I would say three to four inquiries a month about training. Mm -hmm. Um, and which, which is great, you know, it's a great pace for me. Um, but you know, if I was somebody who was starting out and really needed word of mouth or needed, I'm sorry, more people coming in the door again, I would be going to health fairs and social media and getting to know local businesses. And also this might sound a little bit silly, you know, finding people you can really trust and making sure that the personality that you're putting out there is a warm and welcoming one and making sure like when you're chatting with people that you're looking at them and, um, really paying attention to what they say because that's mm -hmm. something people remember mm -hmm. and they want to spend time with you. Um, yeah, just having that that personalized, you know, connection between each other, really. Right. Mm -hmm. Which also will help in the business too because it'll help with retention long-term. Right. Um, oh, yeah, I've had clients for close to 10 years now who have gone mm -hmm. from from the gym to the studio to the new studio. And mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's a... Uh, that is good to hear. So um, with that word of mouth there, like average three to four times a month, I do hear that quite a bit because obviously, you know, word of mouth is great. Um, but in my experience of what it suggests, like after a while, there's like a membership plateau that we hit. So mm. let's just say you hit that with the social media, are you going to go into organic, you know, posting or, or paid advertising? What does that look like for you on your end? Mm. Um, you know, if we, if I were to hit a membership plateau and we were sort of wanting more clients more frequently, um, I would sort of put into plan what we've just talked about, which is even though I know like my local businesses and I, we don't really use social media at all. Um, I would start doing those things, right? Cause I, I don't right now. Um, I don't really utilize, I mean, I'm friendly with all of the other business owners here and across the way. Um, we have social media, but I don't really utilize those things right now because 
you know, we're both working um, full time. Um, and I think also key to being a good coach and a good trainer is, is not overworking, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to work over 45 hours of client hours a week. And I don't want that for Aiden, um, because I think you lose focus and you don't, you're not as sharp and creative and mm-hmm. those two being a good trainer, um, quality is almost more important than quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I were to have a membership, going, especially right. coaching. yeah, so, um, you know, getting creative and, um, maybe doing more online work. Cause there are a lot of people who, when we, there was about a two week period where I didn't see clients, bless you with COVID and, um, transitioned everybody online. And I luckily had enough equipment that I was able to provide. Mm-hmm. for my clients and then my husband who's amazing helped me turn our outside patio into an outside studio um so i was very easily able to like transition everything within a two-week period to mm-hmm. still training people but there are i mean i still have clients who i've been seeing for seven-ish years who i just train online now mm-hmm. and they like that they're just at their house and they don't have to travel you know, even though it's like a 10 minute drive, they don't have to travel to come here. Mm. Um, so offering an online presence, I think in this day and age now would really boost clientele um, mm. retention for sure. That mm. would be one of my go-tos. Is it also like increased revenue because you're able to hit different markets outside of your own market. Cause you know, inside the brick and mortar, you're only able to hit like a 10 mile radius, but with the online, right. you can hit a, thousand mile right you can literally work with someone across the exactly I mean, why not go down that exactly right? mm-hmm. um well that is good and that's awesome um i do have one final question here for you perry before we hop off of the episode um you know why don't you share with the listeners that one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self getting into this gym business maybe well, one piece of advice as a business owner, as a trainer, or just as a, as a, someone who loves the fitness industry, um, as a business owner, join a local, um, or even online community where you get business advice on how to run a business and understand what it means you know, understand the accounting side, even if you don't do your own accounting, understand it, mm-hmm. um, understand your lease, <laughs> understand, you know, have a lawyer that you are close to and trust that you can run these things by really understand business before you start a business. Um, um, as a trainer, I think it's important to try new um, training methods you know, if you're a power, like I'm a power lifter, but I am also a pre and postnatal specialist and I am also a senior fitness specialist, you know, and then as a person who just loves fitness and movement, um, make time for yourself. You know, when I, when I first started this studio, I didn't work in my own training time and my mental health took a real hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is so key as trainers and coaches and business owners to work in your own training time and make sure, make that a priority. Don't take that away from yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So understand the back end side of running a gym business. Oh yeah. <laughs> and being creative and also respecting yourself, which yeah. those three in one will be yeah. great for running a gym business or any kind of business in general. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yes, that was that was great. And Perry, I do want to thank you for hopping on the yeah, podcast today. Uh, before we hop off, why don't you share your social medias and your website so our listeners can find you? Uh, sure. Social media is just um, Legendary Fitness LLC on Instagram. And then our website is LegendaryFitnessLLC.com. Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Perry. Well, uh, thank you for sharing those. And I want to thank you for hopping on today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me. It was great chatting with you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. And to all of our listeners, you guys have a great day as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords, out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.